0: Man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movie, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here with you. The week of June 17th, 2021. Charles joining us in the garage. What's going on, man? Hello, Chris. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Season 3, episode 22, guys. We got lots to talk about some big topics this week, including... There's a continuing debate uh, between Roger Waters and Davy Gilmore as they released Pink Floyd's Animals, the remastered version Ooh. of it. They had some liner notes, and there's some controversy about that. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, also, Guns N' Roses and Foo Fighters announced some big tour dates for later this year. Okay. We'll uh, go into that. Jason Newstead's wife had to address rumors of Jason joining Megadeth. There was Ooh. a bunch of rumors online about that. We'll let you know what's going on with that. Rob Zombie, Chevelle, and Mastodon going to headline the brand new rock festival vacation experience called Viragos. Okay. We'll talk about that. Nice. Director of MTV's Jackass has been granted a restraining order against Bam Margera this week. Huh. And more. Plus this week in Music History Trivia Weekly WTF. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, all of I'm our excited. links are up at uh, rocknewsweekly.com. Of course, give us a like and a follow on all of our social media at Rock rocknewsweekly, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all the same. Uh, so this week we were just mentioning the uh, new Rise Against album, just came out, Nowhere Generation. Yep. On June fourth, a lot of other albums out from Red Fang, Wolf Alice, Japanese Breakfast, Liz Fair actually has yeah. a new album. Uh, called Soberish. I think that's her first new album in quite some time. Yeah. Have you
1: have you seen her lately? She does not age.
0: No, I know she looks great. Yeah, right. She looks exactly the same. Uh, the legendary Liz Fair tour or festival, the uh, the one that's been going on, I think, yeah. for about twenty or thirty years. I think supposedly is going to have a lineup next year in twenty twenty two. Wow. Uh, with the Liz Fair festival. All so right. that's pretty cool. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. He's got a solo album. Oh, out. Oh, nice. It's called Hardware. So uh, if you're into that, check it out. A Crowded House has an album out. Wow! I never, I didn't think I'd see that this week. Uh, Dreamers are waiting is the name of the album, and atreyu has got one as well called Baptized. So okay. check that out. Also coming up this Friday that are not out yet, maybe you're listening right now early in the week. Uh, on June 11th, we have AfI's first new album in almost oh. five years. Wow! Yeah, it's called Bodies. That's coming out. Alessandro Cortini, Azure Ray, Danny Elfman no. has a new album. It's called Big Mess. Oh, I can't man. wait to hear that. Danny Elfman, of course, was in Oingo Boingo yep. and a bunch of stuff. That I can't wait to hear that album. Brilliant. He actually was on tour in Coachella, uh, and I think that's resuming next year. He was on the lineup. He was going to be doing Dan- – Just it said Danny Elfman is the musician oh, at, okay. at Coachella. So he's going to be doing – I presume maybe stuff from his Oingo Boingo days, stuff from his movie soundtracks, Hmm, all kinds of cool stuff. That'd be cool. So who knows? Also, new album from Garbage Out Oh wow! uh, this week. It's their first new album in a while, and uh, their seventh album in their career. It's called No Gods, No Masters. Nice. Uh, Islands, if you remember that band, Islands. Oh, no, no, that was Future Islands. I was thinking of that guy who gave that really good performance on uh, Letterman. But Islands, also a good band. Jim Ward, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Those guys are a pretty cool band. Uh, Butterfly Three Thousand. They have a new album that's out. Dope ass band name. Luke Lucas Nelson, Promise of the Real. That's uh, Willie Nelson's son. Okay. Uh, and Promise of the Real. He's teamed up with um, Neil Young's band that oh, wow. used to tour with um, Neil Young, and that's Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. And it's a collaborative kind of group. There, they're called uh, they're called that, and the album's called A Few Stars Apart. Let me guess, a little bluegrassy? No, it's actually pretty rockin'. No way. No, it's not very bluegrassy at all. Okay, it's, like, it's actually like um, Neil Young and Crazy Horse kind of style. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, it's got the guitar. It's electrified. Uh, it's like a full band. Um, Mammoth WVH, which is Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van Halen. Okay, that's his band. His debut album is out this week. Uh, it's self-titled. They're actually opening up for Guns N' Roses. We talked Whoa. about that last week. Uh, Guns, N- Well, we're going to be talking about it this week, too. Uh, see, that's my first tour news thing. Guns N' Roses and Mammoth WVH are teaming up for a tour this year. So nice. That's wonder, a heck of a, a yeah. show for him to be introduced to people. I wonder if he's going to pee in Axl Rose's stuff like <laughs> my I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it now. But check this out. Sleater Kinney's got a new album okay. out on June 11th. It's called Path of Wellness as well as the Oak Ridge Boys, Migos, and Maroon 5. Lots of albums out. A lot of albums. So that's all happening June 11th. So let's get to the tour news, as we mentioned. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Mammoth WVH, setting out for a huge summer stadium run in North America, kicking off in Boston August 3rd, and then rolling through California. We're getting a date August 25th at the San Jose Sap Center. Okay. Uh, So we are going to get a date there. Uh, We are going to be giving away tickets uh, on the Bear 105.7. Uh, for that, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Check out the station for more details. Nice. Uh, but that's going to be a good show, and then it looks like it's wrapping up October 2nd and 3rd, Hollywood, Florida. Excuse me, Hard Rock Live Arena. So about two-month tour, uh, but big tour for Mammoth WVH. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people know him, and now they're going to know him after this tour. And uh, the album and the music from him is pretty solid. He has a lot to live up to, living in the shadow of uh, somebody like Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. But he's yeah. totally different. He's not trying to do that style of rock. Yeah. He's doing his own thing. And Eddie Van Halen, I remember some of the interviews he gave about it. He was like, you know, Eddie... Uh, uh, um, Wolfgang. Wolfgang's doing an amazing thing. He's doing something all his own. He doesn't need my help, you know, kind of thing. So it's pretty cool to see him uh, doing his thing and, and making it big. Ar- Absolutely. On his own merits, you know, not just off of uh, his father's coattails, so to speak. Well, I know he's a big fan of the show. Oh, as, huge fan.
1: As was Eddie, so... Um, just, you know, give you a little shout out there, Wolfgang, uh, you know, nicely done. Keep it going, man. Keep it going, man.
0: All right, Foo Fighters rolling out there. (laughs) They're kind of, uh, making a joke about it. It's their 26th anniversary tour, because last year was supposed to be technically their 25th anniversary. Got canceled, delayed, COVID, all that stuff, so now... Kind of a tongue-in-cheek fucking joke about it. It's their 26th anniversary tour. All right. uh, And it's all happening, kicking off in Ohio in July, rolling through. They're going to be at uh, Bottle Rock. Oh, okay, cool. Bottle Rock Festival in Napa here in California. They're also doing Bonnaroo. Huh? They're doing Shaky Knees, too. And Shaky Knees. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing Bonnaroo. Uh, They're they're doing a lot of the big ones. And then they have some amphitheater dates. If you guys are in uh, St. Louis, uh, Kansas City, Oklahoma, New Mexico, they're doing... Individual dates there, not just festival Diggity shows. Diggity dope. You know, so, oh, so this is uh, this is also to celebrate the 26 albums they've
1: they've made in the past two months, right? That's right. Uh, Dave, that?
0: Dave Grohl on a roll. <laughs> every literally in the past 26 weeks, every week he's yeah. put out something. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty much acu- accurate as well. <laughs> Whether it be a documentary or whatever, he's yeah. put something out. You know, he have
1: got something going on. I, I think there's like, do you, do you ever see that? Uh, what's that magician movie with Christian Bale? Where you where <laughs> you find out that he's got like a that he's got like a twin, and they, they, that's the reason that? why he's everywhere and he's doing so much at once. There's oh, like this magician I've movie, never seen that. or he, or no, he's uh, he's he's doing this magician. Ma- uh, magician movie and then hugh jackman is also a magician and he can't figure oh, yeah. out yeah he can't Fuck, figure what out what was and that it, movie it's hugh like jackman. a team of magicians right yeah or, and it's
0: like called like something
1: yeah, yeah. hugh jackman starts cloning himself because he can't figure out how to keep up with christian bale's character like that's what's going on with the uh, dave Grohl. he just like keeps cloning himself yeah, so, just, he can, so he so he could be everywhere yeah it wants, make do 20, everything
0: 26 <laughs> albums in 26 weeks <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, Dave Grohl. All right. Well, last week, if you guys remember, we were saying Slipknot wasn't taking their no, Not Not Fest Road Show on the road, but it turns out they are. They're just doing the big kickoff on the the hometown show huh. in Iowa. We were okay. saying that one was with Megadeth and like a bunch of artists, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, this Not Fest Road Show is just Slipknot with Killswitch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange. Okay. So it's a very much smaller lineup than that big. Big show that's kicking it off in Iowa. But if you guys want to check it out, it looks like mostly East Coast and Southern and Midwest dates. We don't get any West Coast dates on this. Not really sure why. Maybe they have plans oh, yeah. for something. I, I don't they know. They just don't like us. <laughs> they all, could just not like us. All three of those bands at
1: the end there sound like um, sound like uh, hip names for diseases. <laughs> Fever
0: 333 Fever and Code Orange. 30. Yeah, and kill switch even kill switch engage. That's what happens when you get those things. You yeah. got to engage the kill switch now. This guy's sick. Well, you know, kill you them. know, I actually this
1: is quite <laughs> funny. You know how all three of them got those names of those bands? How? Because Michael Stipe, Michael Stipe has all three of those. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, kill switch engage. We were talking Fever about how sick he was, and was lately, and,
0: and yeah. uh, you know that. that Wow. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Um, all right. Rob Zombie Chevelle Mastodon headlining a rock festival known as Viragos Destination Lunessa Beach, which is an immersive private island festival and mm. five-day rock cruise. Ooh. So this one sounds kind of cool to me because i it's a little bit different than being stuck on a ship for five days. Yeah. right? So here's the deal. 2,500 fans. Uh, in addition to all this stuff that's happening on the ship, the, the land destination includes one full day and night at the resort Private Island in Harvest Cay, Belize, Ooh. where attendees enjoy a one-of-a-kind beach festival, Lunessa Beach, on February 18th. And then they'll have all these performances from a bunch of artists, all that cool stuff, and then they'll get back on the cruise ship and, and, and head home. Ooh, so it's like they go on the cruise awesome. ship, they have their big festival on land, and then they take off from there and it's a five-day thing, uh, takes off in um, Miami. So if you guys are interested in that, check it out. Viragos Destination Lunessa Beach uh, that's happening in February of next year. Nice. Start saving. Yeah, start saving. Uh, All right, so uh, we were talking about this. This was a big rumor this week. Jason Newstead's wife had to get online and say Jason is not joining Megadeth after apparently a bunch of fake Jason Newstead accounts started spreading the rumor Wow. on social media that he was joining Megadeth as the replacement bassist for David Ellefson following his allegations, uh, all that stuff. We're not going to get into all that. You can Google it. Uh, but Jason's wife had to make this post on social media. She said, quote, Hi, guys, two things. Jason is not joining Megadeth. Peace to them. Listen to Metal. Nice. <laughs> Jason does not have social media accounts. This includes, it, She went, it, she says everything, like basically all social media. He does not have any official account. It says, Jason Newstead music account or any other account claiming to be Jason, please know that this is not Jason and proceed at your own risk. So so here's my take on this. J- Jason
1: Newstead is just a whole... A whole pot full of talent, all rolled up into
0: one. And person. he's a really fucking nice and cool guy. Oh yeah. And he got totally yeah. shit on by Metallica. Oh yeah, big R- time. Uh, like they were like razzing him, like he was the new guy on the football team. Yeah. And they never let up on the poor guy.
1: Oh, and and uh, and they didn't they um they almost comp- like they um tuned down or they toned out they like all of his bass completely tracks
0: out of Justice for all oh,
1: yeah brutal 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 but he and he is so talented and he even said a couple of weeks ago hey listen i i would never be able to, to do a tour like that again I just i just can't physically kind of keep up
0: no and he said he's in, i remember we were talking about yeah. three weeks back he's touring with a lot more kind of a relaxed band where he's yeah. able to sit down and play And he's saying he can't do that kind of shit anymore where he's standing up playing two and a half hour shows with a brutal uh, touring schedule. He just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just honestly, like, I think,
1: uh, you know, uh, but, you know, even though he's a bucket of talent, even though a lot of people know him in the metal world and stuff like that. Still, though, who the fuck trolls as Jason Newstead?
0: I know. (laughs) Who's creating fake (laughs) Jason Newstead accounts out there? What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. He's a fucking nice guy. Like, come on, man. Brutal. Yeah, hey guys, I'm gonna be joining Megadeth. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. this is official. Jason Newstead, official. Yeah, or whatever. Somebody <laughs> fucking came up with some account and and tricked <laughs> a bunch of people. Just some
1: super crazy, like, right? Yeah, super super er- like Eric Cartman in Thirty Years
0: type dude, like sitting in his basement, <laughs> like oh, I'm a fucking troll. Of Jason I know, man. this just, just goes to show, just people are rotten sometimes. Um, And, well, speaking of all that, there's some rotten stuff going on between David Gilmour and uh, Roger Waters. Always. Apparently, man, they just cannot bury the hatchet or move on from this type of stuff that they're having with the band feuds. So David David Gilmour and Roger Waters are releasing the new, I think it's the 35th anniversary of Animals. Okay. It came out 1970. No, 45th anniversary, I guess it would be then. 77? 77. And it was, you know, a very pivotal album yeah. in Pink Floyd's career. It's one of my favorites. if That's not, amazing. If not maybe the, the favorite Pink Floyd album out of their career for me. Uh, it's just a blend of so many good elements of that band. Yeah. But it was also a very contentious and controversial and kind of a separating dividing point in the band. Yeah. Around yeah. this time. And so here's the deal. Roger Waters alleges that David Gilmour wants the liner notes on this new anniversary edition of the album that's coming out to remain buried in order to claim more credit than his due for the band's 1977 album. Okay. So Roger Waters has shared the liner notes on his website. So you could go to rogerwaters.com, and he made a post where he shared the entire liner notes on his own website in spite of... So that's that's how he, he agreed to do this is he agreed to the release of the remaster, but he posted the liner notes on his own website. Wow. In spite of this, because apparently he says that David Gilmour and Rick Wright, uh, well, not Rick Wright, um, Nick Mason, excuse me, Rick Wright has passed, uh, but Nick Mason all agreed to the liner notes that were gonna be coming out on this remastered edition, right? Yeah. So here, let's let's go into this. Um, So he says, quote, this is Roger Waters. As I am banned by David Gilmour from posting on Pink Floyd's Facebook page with its 30 million subscribers, I am posting this announcement here today in full on rogerwaters.com. What precipitated this note is that there are new James Guthrie stereo and 5.1 mixes of the Pink Floyd album's Animals from 1977, which is very exciting. Yeah, that's really cool. It's amazing. These mixes have languished unreleased because of a dispute over some sleeve notes that Mark Blake has written for this new release. David Gilmour has vetoed the release of the album unless these liner notes are removed. Here's the interesting point. He does not dispute the veracity of the history described in Mark's notes, but he wants that history to remain a secret. Waters continues, This is a small part of an ongoing campaign by the Gilmore Samson camp to claim more credit for Dave on the work he did in Pink Floyd, 1967-85, to than his due. He has, for the last 35 years, told a lot of whopping porky pies. <laughs> Whooping porky pies. <laughs> There's a lot of, we did this and we did that, and I did this and I did that. So, as an example, uh, Roger Waters cites a 1980, in, 1982 interview with Rolling Stone during which Gilmore recalled the process of creating the cash register effect found on money. The reason everything DG, he's saying David Gilmore, is saying here sounds like gobbledygook oh, I love he, is because I love it him. is fucking gobbledygook, oh, claims yeah. Waters. He has no fucking idea what he's talking about. Why? Because... David Gilmour wasn't there when I made that sound effects tape loop for money in the studio. I shared with my wife, Judy. Wow. The liner notes, which Waters has posted in their entirety, will not feature when the remastered versions of Animals is released. So you can head over to his website and check it out. You had this kick-ass, well, we had this kick-ass
1: Pink Floyd gift that we were, uh, for a while there. It was like one of our giveaways. Um, it was like a deluxe. Oh yeah, yeah. I still
0: have, I still have some copies oh, of that. Man, that was really cool. I do, you ha- do you, do, did you not get a copy of that? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll remind me, um, and I, I have it in storage. And no I'll, way. I'll have to dig it out. Yeah. I All have right. It. Yeah. Awesome. It's like Pink Floyd the early years. Yes, that's what he had. That's what it was. Yeah. And it was a little DVD collection of some unreleased like TV performances that they did on like British public television and. <gasps> It was around the the Adam Hart mother era, uh, kind of a rare era that they're not actually very proud of. And a lot of this stuff, probably that's why it's been sitting like unreleased is because it is, you know, it's not, it's not like the best Pink Floyd shit you're going to see, but if you're a Pink Floyd fan, it's stuff that you want to see. And you're like, wow, this is really cool. You know, not a lot of people have seen this and uh, it's a very nice look at the band at a very interesting time in their career. So, so you guys heard it. You guys heard it. You if back when back <laughs> when is, we were this the, is on record. Yeah.
1: Back when we were the garage uh, rock show, um, <laughs> you know, you guys fucking lost out,
0: and now I'm gonna get it. Now I'm gonna get it. I saved them in storage, <laughs> and so yep. <laughs> Nice. You got one, dude. No problem. Dope. Uh, all right. So check it out. Last Rock Story of the Week. David Lee Roth apparently dropped a new track that he collaborated with guitarist John Five Ooh. at L.A.'s Henson Recording Studios a few years back. Henson Recording Studios, by the way, is an amazing top-notch recording facility in uh, L.A. It's where Daft Punk recorded some of Random Access Memories Okay. Uh, when they collaborated with uh, some of the artists on that album. And it's just like a top-notch, amazing, beautiful studio. So for them to be able to use that studio, record something is significant on its own. And apparently, people are saying that this is part of a David Lee Roth album that oh, okay. may be coming out—a solo album. Nice. This is the first track that got released, and David Lee Roth just dropped it randomly. And it's a track called "Giddy Up." And there you go—you could check it out online. And people are saying it may be the teaser for a new David Lee Roth solo album. Okay. So. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool and John Five's you know? a great guitarist. John Five's a cool guy. He's one of the nicest dudes. I got to meet him and Rob Zombie. It was one of the first artists I ever met when I got into radio. He was at the Shoreline Mayhem Festival, and it was Rob Zombie, John 5. We got to meet him, and they were just like the coolest guys. And yeah. still to this day, every time I see John 5, whatever he's doing, I always give it some love and some admiration and a nod, at least because of what a nice and cool guy he was. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, the, you, the music may not be for everybody or whatever, but he's a decent dude and a cool guy. And... So, uh, you know, a lot of that times when you make those connections in life, you always kind of remember that. Whether the music may not be your cup of tea or something I would necessarily listen to on my own free time all the time, yeah, I, I still respect him as a musician and as a person. And there's those peoples that kind of make those marks in your, uh, you know, as you meet people or listen to music or whatever and you see them in the media, you're like, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in contrast, somebody like Marilyn Manson, who turns out to be a total piece of shit. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And John Five actually played in Marilyn Manson's band. Oh, no That way. was his beginning of his career, basically. Uh, uh, and it was kind of a dark time, and he left. He quit the band. Yeah. Because uh, he was like, fuck this shit. I'm yeah. sure he was seeing a lot of the stuff that was going on. Oh, yeah. Right? And then he joined Rob Zombie's band, and then he's just been, like, a, a cool dude ever since. Anyway, well, that's, that's cool. I'm, so, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, so check it out. All right. So, uh, rock birthdays this week. A couple big ones. Some big uh, big ones here. Ronnie Wood, the guitarist from the Rolling Stones, uh, 74. Uh, excuse me. That's, that's wrong. That's the bass player. Ronnie Wood is the bass player. For, I don't know why that... Uh, the Rock Facts had it as the guitarist. Oh. Obviously, Keith Richards is guitarist. Rolling Stone. Ronnie Woods, bass player. Uh, Charlie Watts is the drummer from the Rolling Stones, and they share uh, the same... Ber- well, it's not the same day, but the same week. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have the same one, so he's 80 years old. Oh,
1: they celebrated <clears> together.
0: <laughs> How cute. Yeah. Fabrizio Moretti, the drummer from the Strokes, 41.
1: Fabrizio Moretti.
0: 41. Sorry. No, that's good. Better than mine.
1: That was a vicious stereotype, and for my
0: Itali- for our <laughs> Italian audience, I, I am truly sorry. Uh, Alanis Morissette, 47 this week, and oh. Steve Vai, badass guitar player, uh, started with Frank Zappa and the Mothers all the way back then. You know, I
1: saw Alanis Morissette play live on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and I can tell you that wow. if I was to sum up, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, Alanis, because I know you're a big fan of the show. But if I was to sum up her performance or your performance, cause I'm speaking directly to you, Alanis. She's um, listening. It was, yeah, it was um, quite possibly one of the most mediocre
0: performances <laughs> of anything. I think that's pretty much what everybody says about Alanis Morissette. It was the white toast. It was the, the... That album, Jagged Little Pill, was a good album. But from what I've seen, like in terms of Alanis Morissette live or any kind of... It's just like the most, like you said, most boring, blandest fucking shit you know yeah uh you know who was the drummer for alanis morissette who taylor hawkins from no. foo fighters yeah before he joined foo fighters oh well,
1: well that's cool i mean he, he was got, the like, drummer for alanis morissette he got a little he got a little milk toast
0: uh practice <laughs> he got a little bland little bland practice and he was on that album jagged yeah. little pill and that's kind of like propelled him into the you know anyway brutal uh all right so we got some trivia for you guys this week on this week music history trivia this week of june 7th let's go back to 1962 charles this band is recording their very first demo at emi's abbey road studios bonus points if you can name the first song they did it was a the rolling stones b the beatles or c pink floyd this week in 1962 recording their first demos at emi's abbey road who do you think it was
1: Okay, so I feel like, well, okay, so I can't filter in and coked out David Crosby here, although he probably was there. He could have been there in spirit. Just there in spirit, or he could have been there just sitting in the corner high as
0: shit yeah, on, like, he could have Yeah, he could have been on the field. tambourine. He could yeah. have been on the tambourine in the Definitely. background. Yeah. And they were like, David, we have to cut that out. Yeah. You're just ruining the track. <laughs> or cowbell. Can you please <laughs> cut David Crosby out of this track?
1: Yeah. Oh. He's
0: absolutely ruining this.
1: Well, no, I think I know. I think Actually, I think he was there. I think I heard this story before. <laughs> okay. What was that it? it? You know, what, what, what it was was they, they walked in um, to record, and they, there was this weird kind of smell that smelled kind of good, but they were just unfamiliar with it. And when they turned the corner before, you know, as they exited the the studio, they, the smell became very pungent and they looked over and there was David, a Coke fueled David Crosby with about, you know, five, six shooters hanging from his, from his
0: belt. No pants on. I heard he had a belt. The rumor was that he had a freshly skinned coonskin cap on. Oh yeah. Big time. He killed a raccoon actually outside of the, and it was still had the giblets and the blood running down his head. And that's what he was cooking and and it was very
1: strange and it wow. was the first time that this band this is also a trivia question name the first <laughs> name the first time a band ever had random meat at a recording studio random wild game so, meat so so i so okay so i'm going to read this again guys cuz i threw us down a dark path there so 1962 this band record this band record their first demos at EMI's Abbey Road Studios. Bonus points if you can name the first song they did. So I have a feeling Chris, like you're throwing off us off track a little bit with this whole Abbey Road Studios. Like I think you want me to say Beatles, but it's not the <laughs> I Beatles. Don't know. I'm going to say it's the Rolling Stones. Okay. And for the track, I'm not going to name the track. I'm just going to say it was probably Stolen from a Blues Musician. (laughs) You're probably right about that. So (laughs) so that's my answer. A, the Rolling Stones. (sighs) And then the bonus point is some song Stolen from a Blues Musician. Well,
0: you get a half a point. It's the Beatles. Oh, it was. Oh, so you didn't lead us down there. It was with producer George Martin. This week in 1962, the Beatles recorded their first demos at EMI's Abbey Road Studios. The band first plays a cover of Bessami Mucho. So it wasn't exactly a blues cover. You were close. Yeah. It was some other uh, cover of musician that couldn't file charges against them (laughs) legally, though. Didn't have the wherewithal to do that. And then they recorded the original songs, Love Me Do, P.S. I Love You, and Ask Me Why. That was the Beatles. All right. We got another trivia question, though. This one's kind of cool. In 2002, this week... In 1976, there was a legendary concert in 1976 in the UK, okay? In 2002, a movie called 24-Hour Party People was released that was based on that very influential concert that happened this week in 1976. Who was at that concert? Who was performing at that concert? Was it A, The Grateful Dead, B, The Sex Pistols, or C, The Rolling Stones?
1: Hmm. Okay,
0: so this was based on... Well, there was a movie in 2002... 24 Hour Party People. Yeah. That was based on this concert. What show was it?
1: Okay, so I'm I'm okay, so I'm just gonna go down with who I don't think it is. So in if it's 2002, like I don't think it's a the Grateful Dead. And and the reason why I don't think it's the Grateful Dead is because those guys um, uh, even in 1976, they probably put on a great performance, but were probably too stoned to stay up past <laughs> 9, 9 p.m. So it's def- they're definitely not 24-hour party They're not 24-hour party, party people. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to go. And I don't know, know if also- any of these bands are, <laughs> <to> be also- <laughs> honest. I don't think any of them
0: can stay up past
1: midnight. I'm also going to say not be the Sex Pistols because A... Johnny Rotten would never be affiliated with a movie called 24-Hour Party People. He, like, never. And Sid Vicious was so high on heroin, like, he probably wouldn't be able to stay up past 6 p.m. <laughs> right? So that's ruling those out. I'm going to go
0: with C, The Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones? Yeah. It was actually The Sex Pistols. What? So check it out. The, what? The, the legendary concert that we're talking about happened on June 4th in 1976. No. They played a show at the Lesser Free Trade Hall in Manchester. Uh, propelling the uh, the punk rock scene. The venue holds about 40 people, but hundreds later claim they were there, which is an interesting point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Confirmed audience members include Stephen Patrick Morrissey, who forms the Smiths, Pete Shelley and Howard DeVoto, who form the Buzzcocks, Mark E. Smith, who forms the Fall. Members of Joy Division may have also been there. The show is recreated in the 2002 movie 24-Hour Party People in which Factory Records founder Martin Hannett and Tony Wilson are part of the crowd. Steve Diggle of the Buzzcock says if Jesus was born in Bethlehem, British punk was born in Manchester at that gig. You
1: know, uh, seriously, that sounds so cool. It just, I don't like the
0: name of it. <laughs> I know. You know. Isn't that a horrible movie yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, when yeah. that movie came out, I got to I gotta say, I remember when that movie came out and one of my friends was like, hey, have you seen that movie, 24-Hour Party People? And before even like, Delving into what that movie was, I'm like, no, I haven't no seen way. that. And I'm like, I have no, no interest in seeing that. No, yeah, no. And way. then when you look at the uh, movie cover, it's also deceiving. It looks like they're taking ecstasy and it looks like it's set in a modern rave. Oh yeah, no. And I you're like, what the fuck is this, right? That's and cool. then I come to find out, Macaulay Culkin's in that film. No. Yeah, and it's one of the only films he did because of the punk rock uh significance, apparently. Like wow. he's like really into that whole like New York punk rock scene. And he, he only did that movie because that it was connected to the Sex Pistols and about that gig and that it was a significant gig and blah, blah, blah. But the movie release and the packaging and the title and the yeah. cover is all garbage. They could have done that better. And the movie sucks. It's really not that great, uh, to be honest. But it did represent, you know, tried to capture that time, uh, but poorly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. Know, check it out. You know, check it out if you want. But uh, there you go. So anyway, movie TV entertainment news this week. Anthony Bourdain documentary trailer is coming out. Well, the trailer's out. The movie is coming out July 16th. It's called Roadrunner, a documentary about Anthony Bourdain, life and career. Um, And nearly three years after the chef and television host died by suicide, he posthumously narrates the footage from his career interspliced with clips of interviews with close friends Eric Rippert and David Chang. And it's premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival. And it's coming out July sixteenth.
1: Give it us, give us a little surge, Tonkin, on, on there. Give us a little
0: surge. Yeah,
1: right. Bring it in. They had a pretty kick-ass uh, episode on that last. That's right. Season.
0: That's right. Yeah. They didn't they go to like Armenia or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, all right, so check it out. Uh, Jackass director granted restraining order against Bam Margera this week. Jackass director Jeff Tremaine. Granted a restraining order against Bam Margera, claims the stuntman started sending him threatening messages in February via text and social media. Mm. Uh, So he's... Basically, I'm not going to read all of it, but he says, Look at your children and grab your pocketbook and write a check. If you are a greedy and cheap bastard, look at your children again. If you don't sign the paper, look at your children. Sign your stupid effing contract before you're not safe anywhere. End quote. Oh, yeah, that's not a threat at all. No, 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 not at all. Um, So... Uh, he says, in the 20 years that he's known Margera, he's encountered significant challenges, but never anything that threatened his safety and his
1: children. So, how like, did Bam not know? Just how? I mean, I, I guess if you ever, if you ever hear him speak, I guess then you, you would understand that he knew. And I, I know that you're a fan of this podcast, Bam. But listen, like, <laughs> how? Like, just remember, guy. Just remember, how did you? How did? Why did you think that your brand was going to carry on as long as it did? It really was meant to only be a flash in, in the. You know, it was only meant to be a quick flash. That was all it was meant to be, like, you know, maybe you should have gone down a different route and picked, like, something else, you know, maybe founded an energy drink.
0: A professional, like, (laughs) idiot. Yeah, exactly. A professional clown. Exactly. Um, And then Jeff Tremaine was probably the one that actually made everything work and did all the shit while Bam was just, you know, getting fucking wasted, getting high, doing dumb shit. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, who knows what's going on there, but... Uh, You can't be threatening people like that, Bam. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. Uh. And and keep listening to the show, but... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Google Photos is ending its free unlimited storage, so if you had your shit stored on Google Photos, uh, you better get it off of there because from June 1st on now, any photo you upload counts towards your Google Drive storage limit unless it comes from a Pixel phone. That's how they're getting you. Mm. Users who need more space will have to pay for Google One's plan that started two dollars a month. Blah blah Super blah. Cheap. But the good news is any photos uploaded before June 1st don't count towards the cap. So if you already yeah. uploaded a bunch, you're you're good. But yeah, from I pay, now on.
1: I already started paying it actually. Yeah, I pay the two bucks. Yeah, it's two bucks. It's like nothing. Yeah, right. And it's a hundred gigs. That's
0: a lot of storage. That's, that's a lot, huh? Check this out. Amazon no longer t- uh, testing uh, job applicants for marijuana. Okay. So they announced yesterday that it's no longer going to test job applicants for marijuana. Policy shift uh, comes after Amazon was sued in March by a New York man saying his warehouse job offer was rescinded. After he tested positive for marijuana, even though the city banned employers from testing job seekers for marijuana last year. Huh. Okay. So it sounds like Amazon doesn't want to get caught up in a bunch of lawsuits that they apparently lost. Yeah. And that was one that they lost already. They're like, well, if we're gonna lose this, we're gonna lose every other one. Yeah. So let's not test for this anymore. Yeah. Well, plus, plus in the long
1: run, I think it's probably the facts are probably coming around that it's not really like marijuana that's driving, that's driving <laughs> yeah. people not to work, it's or not to work hard. It's, it's really. You know, the lack of a decent wage and, yep. and you know, pushing them into some pretty rough positions. But, you know, ultimately, though, I, I know this kind of firsthand working for companies that, that test and, um, you know, after, you know, specific incidents and stuff like that, that it actually costs a lot of money to to test. It's not like it's not yeah. like a whole lot of money for the test. It's just incrementally. Yep. Like over it time. If up. you. Yeah. It's, Supposedly, it's, it's like a lot around
0: like a hundred bucks
1: an employee. Yeah, it can be or even more depending on the the. The so complexity of the I, test. How many, how many employees do you think Amazon has? Oh, yeah, right? exact. That's a lot. That's crazy. There's no way they'd be able to, yeah, financially sustain sustain that. Even though it's like a one-time gig, you know, there's probably a lot of people who do fail, and that's basically just like burning money. And if they're testing at like an extreme level where they're trying to go back, nine, you know, six to nine months or whatever, that test is about three, three, $350 Yep. for something that kind of complex. If you're just doing like... A P test it's not very uh, the accuracy by the way of a p-test is is up for grabs it's not very a- accurate right it's got like a low accuracy rate you're the only one yeah. that's
0: really accurate is like hair follicle
1: yeah the hair follicle one you can actually go back like months and months and months and months but that's the one that that takes a lot of money it's got to get sent to a
0: lab and stuff right. you can't just get the test right then um yeah I, w- I wouldn't do it either speaking of drugs check this one out police respond to suspected overdose at jojo was pride party what? So there's this like child star JoJo Siwa. She was she's apparently like on Disney. Oh, uh, okay. This chick, she came out as uh, gay, I believe. Okay. Uh, and so she's like having a party now. Like it was Pride Week this past week, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> apparently she lives in San Fernando. Little after eight o'clock, responded to a call reporting that a 30-year-old man might have overdosed on LSD. What? Sources connected to the party told the outlet that the guy just showed up to the party and he was already high on LSD. He was transported to the hospital. They determined no crime had been committed. But I was like, the balls on that dude to just show up to to a to a, a celebrity party tweenie, high on acid. Yeah, a tweeny <laughs> star. A tweeny Disney star. I'm go to Jojo Siwa's party, <laughs> fucking tripping balls, <laughs> man.
1: Oh my god, this is like that's like straight up out of the movie. This is the end, right there.
0: God. That's crazy. That sounds like something James Franco would do or something, right? Yeah, I like, know. Yeah. A fucking JoJo Siwa's party fucking <laughs> take some doses. It'll be crazy, man. Yeah. All right. Speaking of weird shit, people are paying about $70 to grab as many mannequins as possible in a weird heist. Oh, okay. People in England are invited to pay about $70 to take part in a bizarre drive through heist in which they're to grab as many mannequins as possible in 15 minutes. So this guy, Roz Edwards, runs this business called Mannequin, a company that provides dummies for TV shows and stuff, right? Well, he has a bunch of surplus because he didn't do anything this past year, right? Yeah. Got all these extra dummies. The only cash is that you can only take what you can carry or only what you can pick up in 15 minutes, and you can only have a maximum of five pairs of hands. Oh, (laughs) but you can literally take as many dummies as you want. Oh, my God. What are they going to do with all those things?
1: I don't know. Marilyn Manson, you're going to (laughs) have to. For his new video? Brian, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to go get some mannequins because it's the only people that can be around you right now.
0: (laughs) Two two news stories left here, guys. Burger King is going to give you a free Whopper when you try its new chicken sandwich. uh, If you order through the app. Through June 20th, you can get, uh, you order one of the new chicken sandwiches from Burger King, you get a free Whopper. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right. I always like free stuff. Check this out, though. This is the last feel-good story of the week. This was really cool. Boy gets a surprise from Pokemon after selling collection to pay for his puppy's treatment. Aww. An eight-year-old Virginia boy who's a huge Pokemon fanatic got a surprise from the company after he sold his Pokemon card collection to help pay for medical care for his sick puppy. Bryson Kilmean took it upon himself to sell his Pokemon cards when he heard that the puppy named Bruce would need treatment with his mother, Kimberly, explaining, quote, while I'm in school, I get a text message with a picture of him and a sign of off the side of the road selling Pokemon cards. Woodruff posted the photo online and started a GoFundMe, which raised $5,000, far more than the $800 goal. But after getting treatment, Bruce returned home. His dog, Pokemon employees based in Washington, heard about what he had done. And they sent him a package of rare Pokemon cards that are hard to find in stores. Ah, cool! Because he sold his, and I thought that was really cool for the company and Pokemon to even do that. Yeah, We're multi-million dollar, billion-dollar company that doesn't need to do anything like that, but for them to reach out and for him to do that too, just yeah. shows the um, what do you call it? I don't know the uh, unadulterated like love and um, uh, I guess just love that kids have. You know, when they're that oh, yeah, young, for their pets, yeah they don't see like, oh, I need to hold on to these cards because they're worth money. It's like, I need to sell these right now to help out my dog. Yeah. And I think that's just such a cool thing. He was able to get rewarded in the end, you know, for giving away something he cared so much about, you know, uh, to make sure his dog was OK.
1: I heard a little extra about this story. I read up on this story and I learned that the day after that, too, he ended up getting a, um, a signed guitar um, from Tommy Thayer, who 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 discovered that he was wow. one of his kids. He was
0: actually one of Tommy Thayer's <laughs> He's children. He
1: was one of Tommy Thayer's. Yeah, so Tommy Thayer sent wow. him a guitar that said, uh, glad to see you're came. doing Tommy well. Tommy
0: Thayer came, I heard, to the kid's thing, dressed as a Pokemon. <laughs> and he surprised him with a guitar. He says, I'm your
1: dad. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and then he just <laughs> and then he just backed out slowly. <laughs> just took away. Just, yeah, yeah just he was danced. dressed as Charmander and left.
0: <laughs> that's it, guys. Rock News Weekly. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, Uh, Facebook, all that good stuff, at Rock News Weekly. Check out our photos from our different interviews. Everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, all right? Peace. Peace!